will you do without freedom? Will you fight? Welcome to Leverage Addicts, the podcast for investors looking to maximize returns through leverage. Join host, seasoned mortgage professional and real estate enthusiast, Blandon Lerm, as we explore property investing strategies and learn how to navigate the market to build new wealth. Welcome back, dear listeners, to another engaging episode of Leverage Addict Podcast, the show where we unravel the secrets of strategic property investment. And I'm your host, Landon. And today we have a remarkable guest who's here to share an extraordinary journey. Terry Senior, principal of the Hamilton International School. Now, it's not the Hamilton down below Auckland, it's actually overseas. Is that right, Terry? It's in right? Yeah. That's right. So Terry's actually took a bit of time early in the morning to do this podcast for us. So I really appreciate your time. And Terry's story is a fusion of education and property investment. Unexpected, yet inspiring because he sort of came to Mortgage HQ 12 months ago and he came with just two, three whole properties paid off, right? And just the three income, I believe it was, and under 12 months, he's turned that into 30 plus rental income. And so it's going to be an amazing uh, podcast today and distinguish uh, Terry is his steadfast dedication to values. And that's what something really stood out for me, right? When when we had the conversation, there was something that's really important to him. And he not only translated through the interaction that we've had with him, but also into uh, his investing as well, right? Like he wants to create positive impact through his investing. So he embodies the concept that probably investment can serve as a force for good, harmonizing with one's fundamental principles and convictions. So join us today as we dive into Terry Sr.'s incredible journey, exploring the lessons learned and the values that guide him and what's sort of come in the future for him as well. So welcome, Terry, to the Leverage Attic Podcast. Thanks, Brandon. It's great to be here. Yeah, we're thrilled to have you as well. I thought maybe, you know, by starting off the podcast, we can understand because your journey is quite unique. You know, you're overseas as a Kiwi at the moment and you've got an education background and you've done the property thing for a while as well. And maybe you can share a little bit about uh, with the audience how you sort of took that leap to become a property investor, you know, because you probably started teaching as a, your beginning journey. Well, back in 2005, I actually was a principal, so I um, was a principal in New Zealand. I went to a, a property seminar uh, out at the Ellerslie Race Course and thought, well, I had heard that if you have a, a, a rental property that can help offset your tax, and I thought, well, that, that, that was interesting to me. And none of my family have done this, and I thought, well, there's got to be a way forward. And I was really intrigued to see what it would look like. So basically, um, I have always had like what you'd call your family home and then I the, uh, the rental property uh, in Mount Wellington in 2005. So I figured in what I had heard that basically if I got a, a home with an income, then that will help be able to, I basically I just need a bit to pay for the mortgage because I didn't have enough to do anything more than that. So I had the three bedroom and a, and a, and a sleep out. So I guess that's where it, where it began. Then in 2013, I had a um, uh, our family home in which I sold and bought in 2013, I bought bought that house for um, 880 and sold it for 2.4. So it was at the peak of the market and was really happy with that in terms of the the, the money we've made. I was told don't ever buy any flats in, in Tokoroa. Don't do that um, because it wasn't a good place to do it. But there was a, a property that came up, had 10 flats on it, 
and a three-bedroom property. And so I thought, oh, it just all the, the numbers added up. And sometimes you have to go with what you think and um, took a risk and I went and that gave me a really good cash flow. And, and essentially off that, I later on then subdivided the, the three-bedroom home off and that gave me uh, a bit more of an nest egg to then buy a property in, in Rotorua. I had five bedrooms on the top and had a massive basement below. And um, so what I did was I turned, this was, I, I was in, in China at that time, so it was again an overseas thing. I converted the basement to three three-bedroom flat, if you will, uh, and a two-bedroom flat. What I learned from that was that I got a guy to help do it who was a handyman uh, and got the walls weren't straight and basically I had to get a builder to come and do the whole thing. I thought I could do it cheaper, but it didn't work out. Didn't have anyone in New Zealand to really help me with that, so I was trying to do it from overseas. It was a bit of a nightmare. Changed path, but through that whole experience, learned a tremendous amount. Got a builder to do it, got the whole thing done properly, try and manage it from my side. Uh, and it was a bit of a mission, but we got got through that, and it took a couple of years to get it right. But and eventually, it did, and now it's it's um, operating well. So yeah, so essentially, I've got a. At that point, I had a property in Mount Wellington, the flats in Tokoroa, and, and and the property in Rotorua. Mm-hmm. And then, so when I sold the uh, our family home and got that, I was able to pay everything off, and that was in 2022. So then that brought me up to to speed and going, well, okay, I've got really specific goals I want to be able to achieve. I'm oldish, <laughs> looking towards retirement, and what's that going to look like for me? and my family and because I'm overseas I'm not eligible to any have any superannuation and so therefore in my more senior years survive I, I really wanted to make to have a really specific goals in terms of property management and a lot of things I learned along the journey and it's not just about doing houses I mean when I did the, the place in, in, in Tokoroa I was I, you know I've got an amazing wife she gave me sort of three weeks to go away and I went down there and it was known as like the crime capital of Tokoroa the flats so we um, exited the, the majority of the tenant stage right and, and stage left came in and, and um, did bathrooms and kitchens and all that, that sort of stuff and repainted it and changed it around and, had all, and, and then got, got a really good property manager and I think that's really key is having good property managers um, who took over the property and got really good people and then changed the clientele and it's just it's just humming along and it's a really, really good um, rental in terms of what, we, what we're getting off it. So that's helped us move forward. That's really awesome. And that does give us like a really uh, quick snapshot of, you know, how you started in property, the, the investment journey. I thought what would be interesting is maybe diving into some of the ideas or like key lessons that you've had sort of, you know, investors go on this uh, growth curve, right? Like in the beginning, they go to a seminar. They're like, I know, I know a lot now. But, you know, when they reflect three years down the track or five years down the track and they're like, man, I knew nothing, right? We all have that epiphany. So what were some of the key milestone lessons that you feel like you had um, throughout that journey? I think for me, um, I'm, I've got to have a very clear goal of what you want to achieve. And obviously, when you start up, you just think it's a good idea. And then you start to crystallize really why you're doing this and what you want to do moving forward. Uh, I think the older you get, the more crystallized it becomes. And as you know, um, I think it's really important. Um, for me, I've got a really strong faith, and I think that's really important to um, to help you with your decision making. Um, and if you don't what I've learned is not to force something. You know, when you're doing property and, and you really want this property and you, you're trying to engineer it and everything you you do to engineer it to make it happen, it doesn't work. You've got to know when to walk away and going, this isn't for me. Whereas other times it, it might be, it's, it has its challenges, 
but it, it works and you sort of got to be able to know the difference. And for me, that's been hugely important. Otherwise, you end up, you could have actually bought a disaster. So it's about knowing, happy with you with your decision making. I've got an amazing wife that supports me to enable me to do what I do. I think it's courage to step out of the box uh, and out of the boat to go and, you know, to, to do this. Um, you, you, you've, I've read so many books and all the books say, you know, that everyone can do it. Well, you can, but it actually takes discipline. Um, the other thing alongside the whole, um, you know, property journey is I think health and discipline for me are really important. You, you, there's no point doing this if you haven't got your health. So when it comes to that, I believe that, you know, being healthy is super important. And the other principle I believe is having wisdom in the counsel of others. I think having a really good team that can work with you to be able to support you and guide you. People have had many years of experience and being able to dovetail into that. And then as, as I learn and, and, and through my experience, I'm able to help others um, along the journey as well and support them with their, their property dreams. And I think that's that's huge as well. Mm. Um, education, you know, um, in, in our school, our, our school vision is igniting passion, purpose and potential. And that came directly out of my CV because I really believe that if you love what you're doing and you know your purpose and your potential is limitless, you know, you can do any, do anything. So education is super important and, and it goes alongside that. So if you love property, which which I do, um, I think that um, take time to read books and go to seminars and talk to people and, and, and just, just do your thing. So um, for me, I, the other real strong thing was that um, I believe have always believed that in everywhere I go to be able to make a difference in the lives of others. So who's in your sphere of influence? When I was in Togaroa for the three weeks, um, I met a guy who came off the street and said, you know, can I give you a hand? I'm out there in gumboots and overalls, um, building fences and stuff like that. And I said, yeah, you sure. I can't imagine. Yeah, I've, already, too right. I've already ever seen the, the suit and tie, you know. Like. The suit and tie. <laughs> yeah, the kids can't believe it when they see me without a suit and tie and a pair of shorts and journals, but that's okay. Um, <laughs> so anyway, this guy came in and, and, and I said, look, I'll pay you per day if you come and you work with me. But that's how it's going to be. So I paid him cash every day that he came in mm-hmm. to see me. And basically, I had three weeks and working alongside me, helping me build fences and work on the property. And it was during that time I was able to really help support him with his, his, his decisions. Some some previous decisions weren't so good. Right. But it's things like that. You know, you, you're, whoever you're, who is in your sphere of influence, being able to help support them with what they're doing. And I think that that's important. So, you know, as you go on life's journey, you meet all sorts of folk. And I think those are in your sphere of influence and how can you make their, their lives better. So I guess that's one of the principles. And trusting the numbers. Well, the numbers say when you look at the property and being able to work your way through it and then making very clear decisions around that. And um, I think one of the other things is I think I'm, I am I would consider myself outside of my own personal control um, because I think it's, there's, a, there's another uh, another big factor to this. Um, and that is understanding the property cycle. I've been so fortunate with when I bought and when I sold because I've always seemed to have um, sold at the peak uh, and bought in the low and, and being in the right side of the cycle. And, and you know, you, you see, you know, everyone's sort of worried now, should we, you know, I'm waiting for the interest rates to come down and this, that and the other. Um, I, I think you should get in front of the curve. Um, and and look at this. Look at the cycle. Do your research, and then see where it's going to go. Um, and and it, it can definitely work for you. Um, and I'm super happy, which I, I will talk about shortly. I guess is that the properties I've got now. And if I wish I had had that knowledge ten years ago, because I'd be retired now on a boat fishing somewhere. Um, so you know, it would be. I think that is something I've, I've really 
so thankful for as to where I'm at now. And basically, I feel like I'm, I've hit an, an accelerator, a turbo, to what I'm what I'm doing now. Super, mm. super exciting. Yeah, no, it is incredible. Even even just watching from the sideline. I mean, I, I am involved, but like you know, I step out and go. I look at. I mean, there are multiple clients that I'm just step out, just amazed at the result. And definitely, Terry, like your journey is definitely one of them, right? And something that I, I do notice, like since the beginning, when we first interact, right, you talk about it, like a lot of the things that you talked about just now, like their principles, you know, they relate to values. Very early on, it sounds like even in your role, it's it's very important to be able to bring the right people on board. And I feel like, Maybe there's a structure to how you think about, you know, how you recruit the people that you work with. Um, also, how you make decisions, like the set of principles or, or, or values that sort of influence your your decision making. Maybe you can talk a little bit about that. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, I I'm really fortunate at the moment. We the school that I'm I'm part of now. When I came from China to here as principal. Makes you the founding principle of, of Hamilton. We started with 150 odd students and, and, and a few staff. But when it's growing now to 165 staff and over 1,100 students, just under five years, my philosophy is that no one. I always say tell tell the staff no one cares how much you know until you know how much you, if you care. And I think it's really important for me having a team that where they've got skin in the game. I think that's important. And you get a sense that um, do people genuinely care about you or are you only a commodity? And having that relationship with those who genuinely care about you, I think is really important. So when you're uh, picking the, the the right people in your team, you want to have uh, a property broker who's got skin in the game, who's got properties and who's walking the walk and talking the talk with you. The same with your accountant, the same with your lawyer, the same with your property finder, the same with your agent finder, uh, the same with your property managers because that they're, they're – there are people who are on the ground who are working for you. And I think property managers are key to making sure that they have the right right tenants. And if they know that you care about them and they care about you, then they'll go the extra mile to make sure they're finding the right people. So instead of having person A, they go with person B because person B is better. Um, be better. Um, so, you know, it's all right. I think that combination is really important. Trusting the, trusting the process, enjoying each day, you know, having an attitude of gratitude, you know, really appreciating um, um, others, I think, is super important, you know. Um, and the whole thing is a journey. It's, it's a process. It's, it's life, you know. So having a positive outlook as you're going through it and, um, you know, if it all goes away tomorrow, well, then it goes away tomorrow. But w- what does it look like in terms of that journey? You know, we have, we, we, we're here and we're doing our thing and, and not getting all tied up and stressed about it. And I think that um, you, so I feel that in my age now I'm really settling into the process of how this is supposed to look and, and working my way through it. And I have to catch myself because I'm a driver. I, I do drive really hard, but I want I, I can't go ahead of myself. If that makes sense because then you become un, dissatisfied. Um, mm. So have a unhappy, a happy dissatisfaction, I guess, because you want to do better. And I think that's a really important principle. But you you, you don't want to be where you're always wanting for that thing up the road, and you never actually mm. have people have gratitude for the things that are right in front that's of you right so now. Good. Yeah, I totally agree with that. It's so easy to compare or perhaps you know, not be happy with what you've got, but you have to kind of enjoy the moment, right? And be grateful with what you have, but 
not be con- content is, is not even the right word. It's more like always just strive to be better, mm-hmm. but not dissatisfied like what you what what you suggested. I thought maybe put a, plug in a something in here because when you talk about your journey, there we hear a lot of the good stuff, like the things, the successes, the the tremendous growth that you've had, the the people that you've come across. Even you you call it luck. I think there is more than just luck. You know, just selling at the peak and buying. You know, you you had two freehold property at the start of the market, right? Like there's definitely like a, a bit of luck, but I'm sure, you know, there's a lot of knowledge around it, but there's probably some key lessons. Like what are some of the ones that you feel like, wow, that was really tough. Like that situation that you went through was so tough. There were the key lessons that, you know, you're like, it really shaped the way you you work. The first three properties I couldn't afford. I was outside of my paradigm. It was right on the, I, I got turned down by banks. It was more, I, I had to show more income. So I had to go and get the wife to get a, get a job for, and why she had a job to show that she had the income that would just manage to get us across the line. Um, all the stress around having a, a, new, a young family at the time and everything and and dealing with those just day-to-day things, it was really stressful. Um, but knowing that the numbers for me worked, but the bank couldn't see it. I can do this, you know. Um, and so it was worthwhile, you know, getting together with, with the wife and saying, we, we can make this happen. Mm. And and that that was really tough because you're having to to dig down and go, well, the reality is you've still got young, a young family, you're still trying to make it happen. Um, and everything is hard. And buying groceries, you know, all of that stuff is really hard. And you know that even though you've got a property, it doesn't make you super rich. It, may, it makes you super, I don't have any cash flow. Yeah. Um, and and um, and you're looking for the long-term goals of what where, where you're heading for the future. So, and it's that, 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 that dry season that you're going through and it, and it can be really tough, really tough. But when you when you see, I know that, um, and then when you see the, the properties increase the value, then you know there's a further opportunities. You, you, you're talking with people on, on, on their successes and you're going, okay, what, and, and as I said before, you were crystallizing your goals. So yeah, it, it can be really tough, particularly in the beginning. And, and if you're, you're stretched to the limit, you know, um, you, you've, the only cash flow is what you're bringing in. How do you increase that? And then things go wrong, you know, a tenant's leave or um, you get a flood through your house or whatever. And you go, oh, um, you know, you're getting an unexpected bill that's going to hit you sideways. You go, oh, I don't know how we're going to do this. But that's part of the journey, you know, and, and it's about managing that. You learn more through the tough times than you do through the easy times. And it's that that helps you grow you and, 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 and increases your capacity as an individual. Yeah, that's so good. And I, I laughed at the cash flow part because uh, of how quickly interest rate changed, right? It, the, the, the rate of the change was you know, 300% within like three months. It was crazy. And yeah. I definitely could uh, relate to that when you said it, because, you know, if I didn't have a good chunk of my interest on 2.99%, I definitely would feel a lot more. But like, you're right, because sometimes you have to zoom out and go, okay, yes, there is this blip in the in the cash flow right now. But being able to refer back to, even if the market went down, like, you've made significant gains on the properties. You've got Mm. that backup plan to, you know, liquidate because you can downsize, you know, on the portfolio slightly uh, short term and then you can expand again. And so having that bigger picture, that bigger vision on what is it that you're trying to achieve is so important. So thank you for that. And Terry, one of the most remarkable aspects of your story is actually the speed of how you expanded your portfolio. What we said at the start was, 
you know, you came with two properties and the, the thing that was special was like, well, you came prepared. It's actually three properties. Uh, three properties, actually, sorry. Three properties, yeah. Well, well, I thought it was two properties with multi-income on it. No, it's three because I had um, one, in, one in Mount Wellington, one in Tokara and one in, in uh, Rotorua. Okay, I better, I better not tell you guys the wrong story. So there you go, Terry corrected me. I remember it was basically you've got these properties where you started, you're like, okay, I paid off everything. I sold I sold some at the peak, paid off everything. Now I'm like free hold. And now you're just out there making decisions because the bank is just like funding everything at 100%. What strategy mindset allow you to achieve this rapid growth? I have a goal. What what does it look like for me to be able to retire and live off the rental properties? What do I need to be able to achieve that? So interesting enough, and I work on Saturdays. So I came in, was Google searching people who might be able to help me with my property journey in in New Zealand. I was going down one direction with one one company. And then I I don't know whether it was an ad or something popped up for you guys. I thought, oh, yeah, who who are you? you?" Long story short, connected with you, Brandon. That is probably for me been one of the best decisions I've made, you know, because you I told you what I wanted to achieve. You said, Well, this is this is how you do it. And and you helped crystallize for me the journey, which is that you need to have three properties that are um, high cash flow. And then from there you need to have one or two properties, two or three that will you can then pay down the rest of that loan and that will help set you up for the future. I said, Brilliant, let's get on with it. I now know what I have to achieve. How do I go about doing that? You connected me with Hadley. Hadley knew exactly what I needed and what we we're after. And so then we bought the, the property in Napier. Uh, one in Napier, one in Hastings, and two in Monganui. But over that time, they obviously needed to be renovated to healthy home standards. I guess it's, it's, it's been busy for me because every every morning before work, um, I come in early and I, I pay all my bills um, that, that come through for the renovations. So I'm doing um, so three three properties with renovations. There's been a lot of bills that have been coming in. Getting the loan helps support that. I have a philosophy that um, these guys, I will pay my bills within 24 hours. I work the the principle of 24 hours is really important for me. So 24 hours to reply to any my email, make sure my bills are up to date and um, I'm, on, I'm on point. And having Hadley find these properties, they've just been bang on. I mean, the fees, don't tell them this, but the fees, nothing compared to what you're actually getting for the property. I'd be in a completely different position. Now they're, they're, they're strong. I think the, the last property now, rent's going to be coming in this week. Thank goodness. And then we can, uh, you know, that, that's all, all, all good. And those three, the, the rent come in, and then we're going to be focusing on uh, a land bank and being able to find a property that we'll, we can put houses on, whether it be um, the one that I have in Mount Wellington or whether it be something else, I don't know. But it's really, that side of it's really exciting because I'm looking forward to seeing what that looks like, their plans. And that, that side of the journey I haven't done before. And so then again, it's connecting with really good people who've got plenty of skin in the game who can help guide you through this process so you're not making dumb decisions because you don't know. So you've got experts to help support you with that. Yeah. So yeah, it's been, like the, what was that like um, since first one was bought in December and then so three, yeah, uh, in, in six months we bought the four properties. Yeah. So the four properties, if you guys, uh, for the listeners out there, these are all multi-units, all have multiple incomes. So we're basically buying in bulk, getting a bit of discount, and then the yield is usually better and it allows uh, Terry to add value as well because a lot of them do come a little bit more run down because people are sort of disposing them and getting rid of them. So they were a really 
you know, good gems for, for Terry to expand on. So that's why he, he's able to get the 30 plus incomes. So that's really awesome, Terry. Like your, your story highlights the, obviously the potential for, you know, investments to not just only, I guess, build wealth for yourself, but being able to contribute to the society. Like how do you see properties sort of aligning, you know, what, what you believe in and, and how does it sort of fit in the greater purpose? Well, I mean, there's tremendous housing in shortage and I know that if I'm providing quality homes for, for folk, then, then that's got to be good. And that um, I make sure that the houses that I have, I do them well so that would I be prepared to live in it? And so therefore, yeah, I would because it's it's done well. It's healthy homes, it's compliant, it's got everything that it needs. Sometimes it might cost me a little bit more, but it helps get me the right tenant. Um, and if they're proud of coming into the, their apartment, their flat or house that they've got, then, then they feel proud about it as well. I try and find opportunities to connect with them and say, you know, look, how can I support you? I think these things are really, really important because it's not just about the money, it's about the people. I think also as important is helping the next generation. You know, my, my kids and I mean, um, I taught business studies as well as part of what I did in terms of teaching and showing others ways that you can do that. I remember teaching, talking about property and the theory of property back in 2005. You know, I show the kids the principle of every 10 years what it looks like in terms of the rollover and how much you can make and, and this, that and the other and show how many houses you can have and once you pay these off and da 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 and that is a, as a basic principle but I didn't really have any skin in the game I can now go back and say now this is the way walking in it this is how you do it and I think that and, and it's exciting and I think that um, you know it's fun it's a pretty cool way to earn a bit of money and, and to have it I just think it's great I love it I really enjoy it I love it um, at this point probably in, in my time where why if I when I do retire that I'd like to get into this more because um, it drives me and I like to do something to really enjoy so for sure um, I'd been be involved in this and it's just cool I mean I, I really enjoy it you'll, you'll put the suit down and put the overalls back on <laughs> I don't know. I think maybe I think probably I've learned to work work smarter, not harder. I think yeah. hopefully I can have a good 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 people that I can connect with that can help do that sort of stuff. But um but definitely putting some governments on and walking around a site and figuring things out and getting the vision of how it's supposed to look um at that at that sort of level would be what I'd like to do. But then again, I've, I've always loved being in, on the tools as well. I mean it doesn't bother me, you know, get in and make it happen. I mean, it's funny right now where I am in terms of making these properties happen and paying off some bills. I'm driving around in a little Uber car, and my son says to me, "Hey, Dad, why don't you have a Ferrari or, or whatever kind of car?" And he says, "You know, you can, you can do that." And I said, "Well, actually, no. I'm I'm, I'm just choosing not to, to do anything like that because I want to work this." And he says, "Well, drive around in, a, in an Uber car," and I go, "Yeah, well, I am for the minute, but that'll that'll change in time." And I think that that's part of it as well. Is that I mean, I've always believed to work hard and then reward yourself. So after I've done it, worked really hard, then there's something I can do to enjoy myself and it's that fair principle because I deserve it you go to the gym you can you know you, you feel great at the end of it I think that those things are important yeah that's so good and the thing about Uber car these days you know they are Teslas right so it's not so bad. Like I'm, I'm, I have, I'm happy to drive a Uber car. Uh, it's a uh, well, the truth is, at the moment, my, mine's a, a rental, cheap Chinese job. Uh, no, no, but that's okay. okay. It's working for me, and and um, it's a bit embarrassing parking in the principal's parking lot with a little Uber car, but it's only for the for the time being. <laughs> Yeah, it's okay. I mean, uh, if you look into what Steve Job was driving, like, you know, this is what billionaires drive. So <laughs> yeah, it's all good. So to wrap out our conversation, Terry, we talked a little about about your future already, sort of like what you are looking forward to. I thought maybe if you expand on a little bit, 
on sort of, you know, you built the portfolio, you said you're potentially looking at the land banks, you want to do more project stuff. Like what are you looking forward to in your in your property investing? Uh, property development. Property development. Why is that interesting for you? For me, I, I need to be able to develop some properties so I can put that money back in and get the mortgage paid off. So what I've had to borrow to be able to do these other properties, I then need to um, get some significant money in to pay, pay down that mortgage so um, I can be, again, mortgage-free. Um, so that, that's why that's important to me. Um, and it's it interests me to, to, to see um, what opportunity that area will open up. I mean, I've done the rentals and the rental properties. Um, I want to see what property development looks like um, and, and learn a whole lot more through that journey. But to do it with people who you trust and will help build that element of your portfolio with you and everyone wins. I mean, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. It, it excites me. And, and as you've built uh, tracks in the sand with the people that you've worked alongside so far, um, you, I believe everything's built on trust, and as you're working working together, they, they can see you know you're, you're genuine. I like working with Hadley. Hadley likes working with me. We make clear decisions, so you're not dancing around on a pin or anything like that. You're able to move forward. So I think that um, yeah, that, that that definitely excites me. And, and, and having all the properties paid down means that I've got a, got an income that we can do. I can do more with. Yeah, no, that's awesome. So a, a little bit about the equity creating aspect. You know, you can create the equity and, and add value and design something that making it come alive. And it's actually going to help you pay off majority of your mortgage on some of the cash flow property as well. So now that sounds really good. So that's very much it. I mean, was there anything that I should have asked that I didn't? No, no, I don't think I think so. I just appreciate the time. I appreciate you, Blendon, and uh, all that you've done, the support that you've given me. I think that I'm incredibly blessed that I have come across you and your team. They have definitely looked after me and, and, and supported me in, in my journey. And I and I know it's great to have a young fellow like yourself who has got skin in the game. Uh, happy to open yourself up and say, I mean, as I said to you, I mean, I've been able to travel and I've got you plunging into my ears, whether I'm in Italy or wherever I've been. Uh, I've had your voice tell, you know, talking about your journey in the podcast and so on. And it's been really refreshing because it feels like it's a voice from home. And seeing that you go, well, you know, you've got a young family, you're, 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 you know what it means when things are successful, you know what it means when things haven't worked for you. And you're real about it. I mean, you know, because it's not all, all beer and skittles. It's, it's, it's Sometimes it can be tough. It's been interesting when you opened up about your decision making because when you open up and saying, no, this has been absolute, I've messed this up or it hasn't worked, I wish I'd done this differently, then others can learn from that. I mean, and you're always presenting it being this is the, the golden ticket that, to be a billionaire. Right, it's the going through the graph, going through the tough times. And I think that level of honesty, I've really appreciated. Um, oh, thank you so much. You I didn't expect yeah. that. I didn't pay Terry for that, by the way. So to our dear listeners, thank you again for joining us uh, for this episode. I'm certain that you guys have taken away uh, something from Terry's story. And again, property investments isn't always just easy, right? It's quite the journey, but numbers don't lie like Terry mentioned multiple times. If you endure through it and understand what you're trying to achieve out of it, that can be something amazing that's going to provide for your you know, financial future, right? Until next time, keep leveraging, keep learning, and listen to another episode of Leverage Podcast coming. And if you guys have found value, remember, to share it with one person who might find it uh, valuable. Until next time, I'll see you guys again. And thank you, Terry. Thank you for your time today.